Well, welcome back to the Adrian Bow Podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. AB, uh, hey, listen, the feedback last week when we went live with Tracy Dixon's episode, the feedback was unbelievable. What a nice lady and does prove a point that great people can have a great business, a great lifestyle and build a career that lasts a long time in this industry. That's really refreshing. I think she broke iTunes. It all collapsed because of so many people downloading. There you go. Tracy Dixon broke iTunes. We're going to go out with a PR release on that. But, AB, today we're actually catching up with someone that I'm equally excited about and for many different reasons, right? So we've gone and we've really approached what we would call a rising star or a superstar in their own right, but a rising star within the McGrath team and the business. The gentleman that I'm about to introduce, I'm going to give you a few stats because I want the listeners to really understand how good he is at such a young age. Uh, he started with us in 2011, right? He came to the program. You going to say his name or is that a drum no, roll? No, this is a drum, drum roll. roll. I'm going to wait. I'm going to drum roll it because this is important. 2011, this gentleman started with our business, right? Fast growth agent came through a dedicated academy program to get him up to speed with the process of selling. 2016, he went out on his own and has been selling real estate for the last two, three years on his own for full cycle. He's only 25 years old and last year at the McGrath Awards, he was recognized as the fastest growing best new agent in our company. Now, probably needs no introduction. He's knocked over about 40 deals in 2018. He's well on track to do more this year. Um, Dominic Maxwell, mate, welcome to the Adrian Bow podcast. Thanks, guys. What an introduction. <laughs> With no drum roll. With no drum roll. I was waiting for it. We're going to do some special effects post. But, <laughs> hey, Dom, you have grown up in this business yeah. and you've been super successful, but you've also, what I've found, Adrian, is success leaves clues. And, Dom, you've aligned yourself with uh, another great person that we've also featured on this podcast recently, yep. being Alex Minton. You've created what we'd call a super team, yep. but you've also learned on the job. Real yeah. life scenarios. If you can, can you yeah. tell me a little bit about what made you come into real estate and some of the things that you learned fast tracked from 2011 to when you went out in your own in 2016? Yeah, sure. I suppose my uh, introduction to real estate was I just fell into an opportunity more than anything. It was like I've always thought it'd be cool to do it, but I never thought it would actually happen. And so an opportunity came up within McGrath and I jumped at it. And, uh, and sort of got stuck in working for an agent, just doing basically sales admin sort of position and that was it. And then um, after about 12, 18 months, started working with Alex um, in just a, like a junior agent sort of role and then just progressed, got sort of sunk my teeth in and, and got into it from there. Outstanding. And what excites me about this industry and our brand in particular, Dom, is the emergence of these super teams. And it's, yep. it's very, it's almost cliche to sort of talk of it in that nature, but the, the org chart of these super teams and yours in particular is where you've got Alex as the lead agent, if you like. And as far as the market's concerned, you are still a lead agent. It's just that you are able to plug into the resources, guidance, supervision, and 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 of of Alex, yeah. um, whereby he's got some some admin support. He's also decided that he doesn't want to work on strata property, so you receive any lead that that falls into that category. Um, you know, a lot of people might say to you, well, Alex, um, sorry, Dom, why don't you just go out and be your own agent? I know, in effect, you are already your own agent, but yeah. I suppose what, what what they would ask is why don't you just move away from Alex's team and sort of be your own uh, in that regard? Yeah. What would you say to that? 
I suppose, like for me, from the from the beginning, the big opportunity was to because I always wanted to. Once I started doing it, I knew I wanted to be an agent, and so the opportunity for me was to learn off someone who was active and busy in the market, and then I suppose see some progression through the team there. And then as we as I sort of started to go out on my own, then use that exposure that we already had in the marketplace as a team and start using that to my own advantage as well to, I suppose, have more exposure out there and get in front of more people. So it was, it was I suppose, a part of, for me, to just leverage an opportunity where there was, I suppose, still that team structure and that support as I was learning and, and sort of progressing myself um, and then going out into the marketplace and building my own profile. Do you also, uh, Dom, put a value on the fact that you, you can bounce ideas with Alex and the other people on his team yeah. and not suffer from what we call professional loneliness where you'd just be given a desk and a phone and a BDA and yeah. say go for your life and then, you know, you're not being able to bounce dialogue off another agent, you're not able to role play, all those type of things. Does yeah. that have a value? Yeah, I, like absolutely it does. And to be able to workshop situations, like particularly with the market where it's at at the moment and finding both of us finding ourselves in situations where it's perhaps different to what has been the case for the last few years. Like we can get stuck into that together and, and work a way around it and, and then obviously learn and progress from there. Let me ask you, because there's a lot of people listening, Dom, um, that see 40 deals for a 25-year-old yep. um, as, as something that may be unachievable. In yep. fact, there's people that have been in the industry longer than you yep. and are even younger than you and potentially less experienced that sure. are doing half that volume or less. Yeah. What there's no secret code, I get that, and there's no magic dusk, right? But if you had to pick, you know, two, three, or four key components of your success, if you like, um, and and share that with people that are listening that are either stuck out of momentum or listening to this thinking, wow, 40 deals at at his age and his time of being in the industry just sounds like fairy tale type stuff. Yeah. What, what are the things? Because a lot of people might think it's got to do with product skills or, 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 or negotiation, knowledge, or, or you know, it might be the McGrath brand behind them. But, I mean, I'm thinking that it's, it's other things, you know, more yeah. innate uh, personal things that, that, uh, that you've worked on and main average to actually hone in on that. Like what, what are they if you could share them? I think, yeah, I think for me, like I, I just decided at the start that I'd just focus on a few key things yeah. to, and just focus on doing them consistently and as well as I possibly could. Tell us what and they so are. And so for me, that was things like I picked a market where I, I saw opportunity and just focused on a core area where there was perhaps a little bit less competition and I felt okay. the competition might not, what well, it might not be as strong as what I could bring to the table right. in terms of consistency. So that came down to things like communication in terms of prospecting, yeah. like just always on the phone to people always on the email letterbox drops was, was and still is massive for me yeah so i'm in people's letterboxes between one and three times a week so just on that bda that yeah. you chose did you feel that as uh, your as your personality yep. um is a certain way high energy youthful yep. did you pick a bda that was consistent with that for example yeah like okay. my, i mean my marketplace is predominantly 
well, at the moment, it's predominantly younger people or investors. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I felt, and also older people who are selling larger units and downsizing to something smaller. So I felt that obviously energy needs to be adjusted as you go, depending <laughs> on the client very much. But yeah, I felt that what like I was bringing to the table on that front was something that probably matched the market. Okay, so I'm hearing pick, pick a BDA that you've got some synergy with, yep. okay, both geographically and demographically, yep. okay? Number two is prospecting and letterbox dropping seem to be a big part of your success diet. Yep. What a couple of other things? Um, social media. So I pump a lot out on Facebook and Instagram. Talk and me through that because this seems quite mythical for a lot of people and very complicated. Yep. But I know you've got a very good way of simplifying it yep. and I know that it's not that complicated the way you approach it. Can you talk us through yeah, that? Yeah, and, and what I do on social is the same in pretty much everything I do in in my business where it's just super simple, it's relevant information, it's specific and correct information and it's just telling people as it is. So when we list something, people know we have. When we sell something, they know we have. And there's a story behind it as much as we possibly can to make this, like I suppose, provide a real-life scenario to a person like this was the buyer, they moved from here, the owner was moving here or this was their situation and try and give people a story that they can connect with as well and and give data. So how many people inspected the property, how many contracts were issued, where the buyer's moving from, just the basics. Like that as an agent, you know it, but unless you tell someone it, they don't know. Okay, so what would be the frequency of your Facebook posts? Is it daily? Is it four times a week? Talk us through that. Um, If I can daily. Okay. But I don't post stuff just because I haven't posted something that day. Like if if I if there isn't a listing or a sale or something interesting that's happening in the community or my market, I don't just post for the sake of it. So I'd say you'd probably, like on Facebook and Instagram, you'd probably hear from me five times a week as a post. And Facebook and Instagram are yeah. your own two platforms? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so social's another one and it sounds like it's a simple but consistent and disciplined plan Correct. and value add. Yeah. Okay, in terms of content. Great. Yeah. Okay, another couple of things. Um, in terms of, I mean, that's there's not a whole lot more than that, to be honest. I'm always out in my marketplace. So at our office in Wurrunga, it's in the village. I'm, I'm always, like I spend obviously time in the office working, but I spend time also like out the front of the office on the phone or, or just bumping into people. Every time I walk out the door, I see two or three people I know. So Brilliant. it's just trying to be immersed in the community. Brilliant. Dom, one yeah. question I have for you is that there's a lot of agents at the moment that are complaining about the fact that they're having to deal with price alignment discussions, yep. okay? Now, in a lot of those cases, the the property may have only come off 5 or 10% from what we saw as a boom, unusual market, right? This is a yep. normal market. Now, with your market in particular, you're actually having to have even tougher conversations with vendors that actually are forced uh, or are faced with the decision to actually sell their property less than what they paid for it. Correct. So that's... Yep. That's very challenging yeah. and it's far more challenging than what some of our other agents that are listening to this in terms of conversations they're having. So talk us through that and what's the dialogue because, you know, that may not paint the, the, the nicest picture for clients but it's current reality yeah. that they have to deal with, right? So yeah. how are you making that as, as smooth and as easy as possible for them to digest? Yeah, so I think number one is we're like, as we said before, like we're being real from the get-go with the client as to not making the market sound awful, but just being like giving them legitimate facts about what's happening. So it's sort of we're trying to set things up right from the start anyway. And so when it gets to the point that we've got 
lots of feedback from buyers. So we're giving constant feedback to our owners of exactly where it is, not sugarcoating. And then when it gets to the point that we've got an offer, it's like something which is presented as a concrete deal. So it's something yep. where if they decide to proceed, it's ready to go. And secondly, so unconditional, unconditional yeah, if, if at all possible, unconditional. Yep. And with that, like finding the motivation of the owner, because right. really with most of my clients, they're either investors who want to take the money out because they found a better opportunity somewhere else. Okay, so opportunity cost yep. of not selling is too high. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Other people are like looking to either because they've had a baby or they just want to take advantage of the market or whatever their circumstance, they want to upsize and upgrade, which is probably, it's probably 50 to 70% of my business at the moment. And for those clients, they're looking at a house, for example, that has maybe come off in some instances like three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 when the difference that they're selling their unit for is really like maybe fifty to a hundred grand. Brilliant. So okay. Putting so it into perspective yeah. as to what they're actually trying to achieve. Yeah. And be like, hey, look, it's it, it is a bit it's an average situation, it's a rubbish situation that you're in that you have to sell for less than what you're in for. But look at the next five years. You, you get in here for 500 less than what you would have paid 18 months ago, plus the market will kick again. It's a matter of time. And if that's two years or five years, it's going to kick and you're making a, a 15, 20-year decision here. So Brilliant. you're not trying to buy and sell next year. Like, look at the bigger picture. Yeah. So there's some media around and some commentary where John McGrath said, well, the gap is still the same in yeah. terms of, you know, even though the market may have come back. Yeah. You're actually saying the gap is better for a lot of these people. For most of my clients yeah. who are doing what they want. Yeah, it is. It's an opportunity. Adrian, I love this. I just wrote down three words, uh, Dom, that you mentioned, which was specific, relevant, and data-driven information out on social. And I think a lot of people fall into the trap around social media, uh, completely the opposite of what you made recommendation about. They go into spam mode. I'm going to take a photo of this because I haven't posted for today, so I've got to post something. You've got to connect where the people are. And Adrian, if I could summarize, it's like playing a game you can win. The game and the opportunity in Dom's market is huge, right? But he also knows where the buyers and where the clients are looking. So I would, Dom, imagine that a lot of apartment buildings, similar to most metropolitan areas that we work, have do not um, post junk mail in the letterboxes. By having the social attributes that you're doing, you're actually playing a game you can win because he's still in contact with the owners of those property, even if they're absentee. So even if the properties are tenanted, you're connecting with the owners and getting a message there. The other thing I like about this, Adrian, is for anyone listening to this video, it's not just a letter which can be interpreted in any way that the reader reads it. It's actually Dom's voice, Dom's look, Dom's video, Dom's Instagram. So you're getting the whole package as opposed to just a written word that anyone can print and put in a letterbox. Yeah. I really think that's effective. If I was to ask Dom, do you reckon that's been the game changer for you in your market, apart from the success yeah. of sales? Because we say that experience and sales success, yes, that yeah. is a big part of it. But do you believe really exposing and making sure that people know you with their hyper-local knowledge agent of choice yeah. in the market has really set you apart? Yeah, I think it has. And that's what I've tried to create through everything I do in prospecting from like the stuff where I'm on the phone calling someone to an email that goes out to social media to letterbox drops, like I want people to, I suppose, assume that I'm the go-to person and and like everyone always says, the agent before they know they need an agent, like just be the source of information. Like I chat to people all the time about something that another agent's selling down the road because they call me up and ask them my opinion on the price because they just, we've spoken before, they know who we are and they know they're going to get a real and honest opinion and same as like when I'm meeting an owner at their property and appraising it and going in to list it, if it's not worth what 
necessarily what they think it's worth. I'm real about that with the owner and I'm upfront with them and they know they're getting the right advice. Yeah, so your words are actually matching the real you as well, Correct. which is important. Yeah. So I'm hearing high intense selling. Yeah. I'm hearing high authenticity. Yeah. I'm hearing full transparency. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I love the fact just um, circling back to when we spoke about being part of, 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 of this super team with Alex Mintorn is that you've acknowledged that one plus one doesn't equal two, it actually equals you know, 50 because yep. you know that by linking arms with Alex and his resources and his IP and, um, and, and his you know, alliance, if you like, means that you're going to do more deals, he's going to do more deals. Yep. Um, what about the McGrath brand? What has that brought to the table? in terms of supporting you, guiding you, preparing you, and also once you're in the lounge room, allowing you to actually list and sell more real estate? Yeah, well, I think like going back to what Troy said at the start, like I went through the McGraw Academy fairly early on in my career and that was an awesome opportunity to, I suppose, learn from people who were the best at what they did and, and do and what they were doing every day of the week. And I think the other big thing for me when I went out on my own, I made the decision that, Every single week for the first, it was about the first 12 months, I wanted to sit with an agent who was working in a different marketplace, who was doing anywhere between like 300 and two or $3 million of business a year because I wanted to see a full cross-section of how people were running their businesses. Brilliant. And I knew that for what I was doing, the, some of the agents I needed to sit with were agents who perhaps had a low average sale price but were doing volume. So like I flew down to Geelong two years ago and, and caught up with Will Ainsworth Brilliant. down there and spent the day with his team and, and did things like that where like I've always I've always been motivated by doing volume. Like I like doing rather than necessarily chasing the $5 million sale, I, I love doing like five, six, eight, ten deals a month. Like that's, that's, uh, that's fun to me. And so I'd rather do that and be busy doing that. So I, I spent time with agents who I knew I could learn off that, I suppose, build my skill set around that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Dom. I was also a volume-based agent because I do find that every listing you sign up and every exchange that you conduct actually motivates you and you can pivot off yeah. immensely in terms of success marketing, in terms of um, social proof, yeah. in terms of more people to call, more conversations, etc. So yeah. I, I'm really happy about that. Um, so Troy, you know, when we, as we sit here talking to Dom, I'm, I'm getting a sense of a very simple plan that Dom's adopted. I'm getting a sense that there's a high degree of urgency and energy. Um, and I'm also sensing that, uh, Dom takes the business very seriously but has a touch of levity and fun about it as well. Yeah, and I, I've just highlighted and emphasised a word called leverage here and I think anyone, whether you're new to the industry, whether you're five years in, whether you've been in the business for 30 years, Dom's taken the opportunity and leveraged the assets that are associated with him, leveraged the, the fact that he can go and speak to a $3 million writer to work out what their volume business looks like. He's leveraged the opportunity of using what some of his native to him being social media. He's taken the opportunity there and going, right, well, if I can't put letters in the letterbox because it says no junk mail, I'm going to connect with him in some other way. I'm going to show them my true self. I'm not going to go into slick Rick salesperson. I'm actually going to be living my true self, say, this is me. This is what I do. This is why I make recommendations the way I do to get the maximum return for the clients that he deals with. Now, the other thing is, Dom, you've yeah. got a number of clients that come back to you time and time yeah. again already, yeah. only that you've been in the business for some short kind of eight years. Yeah. Um, why do you think that clients 
resonate with you? Is it because of your authenticity? Is it because of the fact that you're part of a super team? What, what is? The- I think it's. I think it's a couple of things. I think like as I said before, like we give the right advice to an owner, and we yep. give advice based on what's working in the marketplace. So not going into a listing asking an owner of the same property or a similar property I sold two weeks ago to do a different marketing campaign that's ten grand more because they don't need to. Like we know what works, and that's what we're the advice we're giving. And I think we have fun, like, and yes. our, we have fun with our owners, and we have fun with our buyers. Like, they, it's an enjoyable process. And like, one other thing we did, like, right at the start, was we made sure our open homes were awesome, which mm. we still do now. Brilliant. And so the the experience for a buyer walking through an open home is not only one where they see the property, they get given the information they need, but they like it's enjoyable. And rather than standing there and being boring and and having a really firm salesy discussion, like we just chat and. Yeah. You know, someone's, I can't remember who it was, but someone said to me right at the start when I first started, they're like, you can't make someone love a home and want to buy it. People will find the home they love and then they'll buy it. So why don't we just help people to do that rather than try and force something on someone when they're never going to want it? You don't build a relationship. Well, in my opinion, you don't build a relationship that way. So I figured, hey, if I have to show this buyer 30 properties before they end up wanting to do a deal, cool, I don't care. Like, let's show them 30 properties and let's find out what they want. Let's have an awesome relationship yeah. with them and then let's get them referring us to other people who are buying and selling and renting and doing business down the track because I'd rather have that relationship. There's, there's a definite blueprint for success here, Adrian, and I think, again, anyone listening to this uh, podcast, they need to write down some notes. It's, it's about being specific. It's about using the leverage points. It's about speed and urgency. It's about energy and enthusiasm. It's about creating clients for life uh, and playing a game you can win. Now, um, the great news is that for everyone listening to this podcast as well, this isn't the only time they're going to hear Dom this year because we're really lucky. Dom is actually going to be taking the stage at ARIC 2019 and tickets are still available right now so if you head of the listeners tuning in uh second and third of june 2019 on the gold coast mate this will be your biggest speaking gig I think to date, there's going to be 5,000 people in the room. Possibly first uh, first speaking gig. Is is, is this your first big speaking gig? I've done a couple of things, but very small, like just in McGrath. And and this is the thing, right? Like, Adriana, how many years was it before you got onto the Arik stage and presented? It was probably in the late 90s, so it could have been, yeah, at least 10 years. 10 years. I've never been on the (laughs) Arik stage. Dom, Dom's been selling on his own since Mm. 2016, three years as an agent, and he's going to be gracing uh, his presence on the stage at Arik and that's a big shout out because you're going to be on stage with Alex Um, so we're going to hear a little bit about the super team structure but we're also going to see some of the results and some of the reasons why we wanted Dom on this podcast because I think Dom what you've said in the best part of 20 minutes uh, if anyone goes back and listens to this episode multiple times they're going to take pages of notes as Adrian and I have Um, AB any final thoughts before we wrap up this interview I think this whole interview is a great metaphor for agents in our industry in that, you know what, keep it simple. Don't complicate social media. Don't complicate your prospecting plan. Don't complicate open for inspections. Have fun with it but take it seriously, so so care but not that much. Um, have good energy, have high authenticity around talking to your clients. So Dom's saying, hey, if you've got to show them 30 homes to get the right one, that's cool. Um, if you've got to go to a listing appointment and you genuinely feel that the right advice is for them to stay and renovate, well, tell them that, right? You'll get the business like five, ten years down the track. Play the long game. Um, and I know you have fun, Dom, because I follow you on Instagram.
Instagram and you're the only <laughs> agent I know who does boomerang shots when he sold a property out the front of the sold sticker and jumps up and down You'll and, the, boom, and the boomerang keeps jumping up and down. So, uh, And you're the only guy I know who can get away with that. So whoever doesn't follow Dom yet, please do that because it's at, at nothing else that's just really cool to watch, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, in all seriousness, you, you do – epitomise what the future of McGrath looks like and it, and it is fun, high authenticity. It's uh, great uh, intent in terms of every buyer, every seller you're in front of. Um, it's social media and in addition to more uh, traditional means of, of generating business, which you're also doing because you talked about door knocking, you talked about letterbox dropping, you talked about phone prospecting. So all of that is doable. Uh, we know that all these aspects don't work in isolation. 100%. They only work in combination. Yeah. So I think there's some agents who are deluded that if all they do is DL cards, they're, they're going to have a great business. Well, the answer is no, it's not going to yeah. work. If all you do is social media, you're going to have a great business. Well, the answer is no. You know, you all of these aspects complement one another Correct. and I love how you've embraced what you're native to, like Troy talked about, which is social, and how you've embraced what your predecessors have built businesses upon, which is traditional phone prospecting and traditional letterbox dropping and door knocking. I love it. Thank you, Thanks, Dom. Guys. It's been awesome catching up with you. Um, look forward to seeing you at ARIC on the 2nd and 3rd of June. It's yep. going to be an amazing event. Uh, please buy tickets ASAP if you haven't. Uh, I went to the first one 22 years ago. I haven't missed one since. I've grown my business 10 or 20% every year, year on year, just from Eric Hacks alone. So I can't uh, I can't stress enough how important it is. But also just to spend two days working on your business as opposed to in your business. The, I, I can't tell you how therapeutic it is just to go away, clear your head, meet some other people that are like-minded, catch up with peers, have a couple of drinks if that's if that's what you like, um, and actually listen to some speakers, take some notes and commit to implementing four things the day you get back into your business and taking it to the next level. Troy, Dom, awesome to see you. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you.